Welcome back, 9 o'clock. Jim along with Cake today. From the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. Got to go to the text line. Uh-oh. Former Fruit of Monument girls coach Michael Wells. Good to have Michael back in the Valley. What's in Butchie's Chili? Broncos have no shot. Love it. Michael, you, like, you've listened to this program. You're on this program many times. You know how Butchie is. Butchie always, it's Broncos Chiefs. Oh, you know, Denver's not as bad as everybody wants to say that they are. But, you know, total, to me, Lou Holtz and sandbagging. Yeah, it's a pretty good football team right there. Yeah, you know, I often say it's a, it's, it's a quiet juggernaut just waiting to be unleashed. So good. So good. Yeah. I just don't think that's going to happen on Sunday. Uh, let's see. Um, think. Try to think the one from Josh DeWitt. Hello, Josh, over at uh, Farmers Insurance. Um, not sure what his text is about. But uh, Valerian can only played. Oh, Valerian Okay, couldn't see. Couldn't be, okay, he's only played in seven games. Which is not good. I mean, I wasn't sure where you're going with that, Josh. I'm like Valen. Okay, Valen Nachushkin. And, okay. I, and I, I was worried for a second that I was going to confuse Valen Nachushkin and Miko Rantanen. But I mean, you know, again, getting back to what we were talking about with Jackson, this is a very injury plagued Avalanche team that looks like an injury plagued Avalanche team. They're they're going to be fine. You know, right around right at first of the year. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll get guys back. They'll get McKinnon back. They'll get Landeskog back. Bowen Byram. You know, it's going to take a little while for everything to kind of come together. You know, on the ice, right? But if you're going to go through this, you go through it now. Not that you get to pick when you go through it, mind you. No, but I'd rather see them go through it now than later. Got a text from Jim D. It's my alter ego out there, Jim D. Right? Or be my twin? Which one? The same name? Long I, lost. Well, I'm not sure, but Jim, thanks for texting in this morning. I think Russell should be involved in play calling. He is an experience, he's experienced enough to know what has worked for him in the past. If he already is, if he's already been involved, not sure what the future brings. Well, we will recall the Tyler Columbus story about how he kind of is trying to be involved in the play calling with terminology from Seattle and how well that turned out. But, but then Dalton Reisner saying, "No, that's not true." And so I like I don't know who to believe in that in that scenario. And and I don't I'm not sure how much Russ because we've been led to believe that Russ is very involved in how this offense is constructed and what they right. do. And why wouldn't he be? He's he's a veteran, you know, you, someday Hall of Fame quarterback. You traded the draft picks for him. You signed him to the extension. You would hope he would be involved somehow. You would you would think so. So you've got one from Jim. Chiefs 28, Broncos 9. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Go blue. Okay, for his beloved Michigan Wolverines. It's a sad It's a sad day when the Detroit Lions <laughs> have a far greater shot at the playoffs than the Broncos do. It's a sad, 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 sad day. Yeah. All right, so we have a winner for Where in the World is Tyler Franson, correct? We do. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's 
another winner on the Team Sports Network. Congratulations to Jeff correctly identifying the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Very good. Nicely done, Mr. Emerson. Nicely done. Gets that case of fat tire from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage. And a reminder that our offices are now open Monday through Thursday, so if you have prizes to pick up, do so within that time frame. Thank you for reminding the pile of that. All right. um, Before we hear from Monica Brooks from the CMU women's basketball team, can you go through those numbers again that you had for four down territory? Yeah. The, The Dion effect on Colorado right now? So for the prime effect, and yeah, the, the sorry, the prime effect. I need to phrase that correctly. So, and I think I'm all but certain the date would have been the day he was introduced, which would have been that Sunday. Because um, I don't, I don't really recall what day it was, but on one day, the Buffs sold forty nine thousand eight hundred dollars worth of merchandise, which is their single. A highest single day merch sales day. Buffalo's Instagram following grew 142%. Their TikTok page grew 202%. And their season ticket deposits were up 1,410. An additional 2,000 season ticket interest forms were uh, applied. And 6,000 season tickets are in the pipeline. So the impact has already been noticeable and immediate tremendous for the university of colorado and i love it i i love the attention and i think i think a little bit later maybe when we get to garbage time there's been some you know there's been some criticism about dion leaving jackson state and hbcus but there have been some rumors floating around lately about how he was treated there and i think it might go to explain why he ultimately decided to leave when he left, but we'll get to that, I think, a little bit later. Well, we we, we talked about yesterday about Bomani Jones, national writer and and, and talk host, and right. know, I, I he had show on HBO Max, and he's been on ESPN and other places. And some of the stuff I agree with, some of it, like like a lot of guys, some of it, yeah, okay, some of it, hit no. or miss. But we talked about where he's been making the rounds, calling out Deion Sanders for. Well, you said that you God sent you to save. You know, historic black colleges and universities, and right. and now you're leaving, and not fulfilling your mission. He's leaving it better than when he got there, with a lot more attention on HBCUs than before Deion Sanders arrived at Jackson State. Yeah, and I, I just think that's so. He's supposed to be Eddie Robinson and, and commit his life to to staying at Jackson State. Yeah, no, no. Uh, some other things. LSU Associate Director of Player Personnel Corey Phillips is now going to be Coach Prime's Director of Player Personnel at Colorado. Nice. So uh, that's going to be part of, uh, he's going to be part of the staff moving forward for the Buffaloes. Um, and if you've seen some of the gear, Prime's Army, that's one of the Restore the yep. Glory. Yep. The sweatshirts that that's now out. Uh, let's see what else in here. Uh, this is nothing to do with, with football, but last night's basketball game between Colorado and CSU that um, last night it's been 77 years since CU men's basketball beat CSU by that margin. Not since World War II. Wow. Love it. Love it. Now Buffalo's taken to the Rams last night uh, at the, the CU Event Center. All right, 908. 
And uh, later on today, we'll have Colorado Mesa men's and women's basketball, the Maverick men and women at UCCS tonight. And uh, that'll be following our coverage of the Wildcat Classic Central taking on uh, Carbon County, Utah today, pregame at 245, 3 o'clock tip for that one. And then it's the Maverick women at 445, the pregame 5 o'clock tip. And have the chance to talk with Monica Brooks. She is the only returning starter for the Maverick women's basketball team from last season that the lost Kelsey Siemens and lost Mariah Martin, uh, Daniela Turner, and that uh, that group of really good seniors for uh, for Taylor Wagner last year. Yeah, and so we had the chance to catch up with Monica Brooks on her role of being the only returning starter from last year and providing upperclassmen leadership for this CMU women's basketball team, which is definitely going through a year that. That Taylor Wagner's not experienced in his time at CMU. Just a one-win basketball team after getting swept last weekend. He's a redshirt senior from Shawnee, Oklahoma. Plays for the Colorado Mesa women's basketball team. Monica Brooks joins us. Monica, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us uh, about the journey that, that you've taken to, to come and play at Colorado Mesa. Of course, you were at the Mavericks last year. Uh, making that that run of the postseason, and, and this year you've had to take on an even larger role in terms of scoring and rebounding with the departure of, of four of the five starters, your fellow starters from last year. But how did you get from from Shawnee, Oklahoma, and you know at Central Community College to to play for the Colorado Mesa Mavericks? Uh, give us uh, how that played out for you. Uh, so after my sophomore year, um, so Coach P, our assistant coach, her sister uh, was the head coach at the juke where I went to, and she was a volleyball coach there. So me and her got really close, and she told me her sister coached here in, at Mason. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. And then um, before you know it, I started getting in contact with her, and then I met Coach Wagner and kind of hit things off. And I was like, well, this is where I want to be, and I want to get a chance to win on that championship. So I decided to come here. Well, last year you helped get the Mavericks to the NCAA South Central Region Tournament. You played in, in 30 games last year. You started in 19 games last year where you averaged uh, over seven points and four rebounds per game. And you've upped those numbers this year. Uh, Second-leading scorer right now at over 10 points per game. Second-leading rebounder as well. What were some of the things that Coach Wagner, Monica, kind of challenged you to do this season, knowing that you know all that, that veteran leadership was gone from from Danny Turner to Kelsey Siemens to uh, Mariah Martin? That What were some of the things he challenged you to do, both from um, you know, a leadership standpoint and also just from a, a production standpoint? Oh, I mean, last year I just kind of had the luxury just uh, beyond watching Danny and Mariah work. So this year he told me he wanted me to be more active and, um, I mean, just shoot the ball a lot more for this year. And uh, he wanted me to be a leader because I'm the only one who has the most experience on this team. I've been here this is my third year. So he wanted me to take in the role and um, lead these young girls to, some, to win some games. Monica Brooks of the Colorado Mesa women's basketball team with us and Mentioned uh, you helped to get the, the Mavericks to the South Central Region tournament last year, Monica, and it's been a it's been a rough start this season. Uh, opening up with the Colorado School of Mines or Diggers to, to begin RMAC play, uh, tough heartbreaking loss to Metro State on Saturday. Like I said, it's you know, around these parts we're, we're not used to the Maverick women only having one win at this stage of the season. But there's okay. there, there's a lot of new faces, like you mentioned. You're you're one of the familiar faces from last year in that starting five. And it's been, it's been just, like you said, a, a difficult situation with a lot of young players, new players like Laura Gutierrez from Adams State. There's been a lot of moving pieces heading into this basketball season for the Mavericks. Yes, it has been. I mean, it's a lot different. I feel like our offense is a lot different as well. Like, I mean, like last year, our offense kind of revolved around Danny Mariah. So I think it's just figuring out, like, um, 
what, what, what we have them before. And I'm, I feel like it's going to click sooner or later, and then we're going to be right there again. Monica Brooks of the CMU women's basketball team with us on the Team Sports Network. Mentioned Gutierrez coming from Adams State. She's uh, really provided some some scoring punch off the bench. But uh, talk about Olivia Reed a little bit. Freshman for this basketball team. She's the leading rebounder right now. You're second to her in rebounding. Uh, she's uh, done a nice job in the glass like you have as well, Monica. Uh, particularly as a freshman, she's got off to a really good start. Yeah, she has. She's a workhorse. I love playing with her. Uh, when she came in, she was dominating, so... I'm not, not, I'm not shocked by her play outside on, on the court. She did in practice when she first came in. So, um, yeah, she's a beast. She's hard to, she's hard to guard. And in your two years at Mesa, who's the player or players that maybe has pushed you the most to, to be better, to, to improve as a basketball player? Who are a couple of those players, Monica, that have had an impact on your game while you've been a Maverick? Um, I think my first year coming in, Kylie Lixby pushed me a lot, and then just having uh, Kelsey teams on my side the last two years has been a lot has been a lot of help as well. Um, she was a great leader in my opinion, and she always helped me get better every day. So she's been great for me. Yeah, Kylan Rigsby is a, a tremendously talented player. What what about Kylan, Monica? That that really made you a better player by by playing you know against her or, or alongside her at times. I mean, every day in practice, she worked extremely hard. Like she never took a play off and. Every day she came in there, she was happy. She had a lot of energy, and like she just always like motivate everybody, and especially me. I mean, I was new that year, and she kind of took me in her wing. And just she probably provided a lot of confidence for me just to be better every day. Monica Brooks, redshirt senior for the Colorado Mesa women's basketball team, uh, joining us on the Team Sports Network, majoring in kinesiology, and uh, it says some of the things here that you really enjoy doing. You enjoy reading, so okay. the The last book that you read that you really liked, and maybe the last book that you read that you didn't like, that you wouldn't recommend to somebody? What what might fall into those two categories? Um, so a book I just read that was, I really liked was Viola Davis's book that she came out with. Um, that was a good one. And I don't, I haven't had a book that I don't really like, so I kind of always like kind of sit there for a while and read stuff on the books to make sure I'm going to like it before I pick it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good, that's a good way to go. Read maybe a chapter, yeah. and get a sense of we you know, Maybe I'm not really that interested in this book. I don't think I want to. Yeah, I'm like, sp- nah. I think I put this one back. Yeah, I think I'll pass. Do you, do you spend a lot of time on the bus reading, or do you watch movies with the team? Um, usually we watch movies. Um, or I'm just sitting there on TikTok most of the time. So mostly on TikTok. So being being yeah. a you know, a red shirt senior on this team, when you do decide to watch a movie, do you have you know upperclassman status on that? Do you get to Say I, this no, is, I you, you you get outvoted. So is it a team vote? Yep, oh, that's yeah, too sure bad. Do. All the time, every time. I'll tell Coach Wags that that you need to have you know senior leadership on that. You need to be the one deciding what movies to watch. I know because movies we pick out are not the best. Who who picks out? Who suggests the worst movies that everybody else likes but you don't like? Who's the person like? Oh, we should watch whatever. Fill in the blank. I'm gonna say Sarah Gettys. Okay, and down the road at Delta. She always picks up the, the worst one. What's the worst one she's picked out lately? Uh, let me see. Well, last year they always would pick out Miss Congeniality, and I just do not like that movie. And we watched it like four times. R- four times? I mean, one time, okay. Yes, I, mean, I swear. <laughs> Sandra Bullock's a good actress, but come on, four times? Wow, no, no thank know, you. Can we pick a new movie? Yeah. Is that the biggest gripe for you? Is it just the same stuff over and over again, or are they just really bad movies? Uh, I think it's just the same stuff over and over again. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why they need to put you in charge, Monica. I think I you know you do. you read books. You're bright. You can you can open up the world of other movies to them. I'm sure. Maybe from books that you've read. Yes, I can. Yeah, I think so you can. Often. <laughs> Monica Brooks of the CMU women's basketball <laughs> team with us. Uh, says you also on your bio, I always like to read these because I never know how accurate they still are. Uh, obviously, this time of the year, unless you're going to go ice fishing, and you don't have a lot of time for that right now. Uh, fishing, do you still like to go fish? Yes, I have, actually haven't been in a while, and I wanted to go ice fishing when I was in Nebraska, but then COVID happened, so that took my experience away. But I haven't been back home in a while, so when I go back home, I probably will start fishing again this summer. Well, well, maybe at some point, man, you know, they could, you know, somebody can run you up to the Grand Mesa, do some ice fishing up there. I mean, that's that's an incredible place to do that. I've never done it before, and I've always wanted to. Well, I I think you're you're overdue for for that to happen. Uh, Monica Brooks with us. Monica, on a wrap wrap it up. Uh, like I said, you you lost those first two games to begin RMAC play. Now you go to uh, UCCS and Regis this weekend. These are uh, two important games for you guys to to get back to 500 in the in the conference standings. Yeah, they are. I mean, coaches emphasize with this practice that we need to have some good practices going into this week. And, um, I mean, he's we have a young team. And, like like he says, like it's around Christmas time. And uh, a lot of us are like, kind of like ready to go home. And he's like, just give me two more weeks and focus up. And we get um, these two wins on the road. And we focus on next week and get a win. And then we can all go home and get a little break. All right. Well, Monica. All right. That's uh, Monica Brooks from the uh, Cutter Mesa women's basketball team. Maverick men and women tonight at UCCS women's pregame at uh, 445, tip at 5 o'clock, and then the men to follow, and then tomorrow at Regis with a pregame for the women. At, that's early one, 245, 3 o'clock tip, followed by the men tomorrow here on the Team CMU Sports Network, brought to you by Ken Richards State Farm. But don't forget, we'll also have Central taking on Carbon County, Utah today at the Wildcat Classic in girls basketball, pregame at 245 today. For that one. Some matinee basketball today and tomorrow. Absolutely. Right here on the team, CMU, and team sports network in general with our coverage of high school basketball. All right, 918. We'll have our picks coming up next. Uh, Ron Peterson is our NBC Grand Rando from The Monkey. He will uh, not be in with us, but we have his picks, and so we'll have those along uh, with the Pope coming up in a few minutes. So uh, still time to get your predictions in. Broncos, Chiefs, can Denver hang with Kansas City on Sunday? Can't Is there a... The chance that they can snap the 13-game losing streak. Well, there's always a chance. There's always a chance, but what do you put that chance at? Considering... Somewhere between getting hit by lightning (laughs) and winning the Powerball. Yeah. So if you had some predictions on it, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. It's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Listening to the Jim Davis Show on the Team 101 FM 1340 AM Grand Junction. Welcome back. Digging the funky vibe on a Friday. Jim along with Cake today. Bose Arth Miller, Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. We're going to do our picks here in just a moment. So, uh, Ron Peterson, who is uh, Morning Guy Monkey, by the way, which is 95.7 here in the Valley, uh, where we have our Highway 50 game of the week for uh, Delton Montrose. We'll have uh, basketball for the uh, the Panthers and Red Hawks coming up after the first of the year. And so, uh, 
But Ron does the mornings with uh, Libby Pelletier over on the Monkey. Want to check out a uh, cool selection of uh, some of the, the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Well, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Now, we would also like to point out that Libby, his uh, morning show cohort, has come in in person to do picks. So I don't know what the uh, avoidance here to do it in person You is. know what? I, I think he's afraid because Ron's a Nebraska fan. And he's afraid he's going to come in and we're going to talk about Coach Prime and he's going to feel very, um, well, going to feel like they're coaching higher at, ne- at Nebraska. Very, um, very meh with Matt Rule. Very meh. Because he's kind of that way, right? He's very he's a very meh person. Now, I saw the, uh, I don't want to call it a hype video. He's having coaching envy. I really do. I think it's coaching envy. That's why he doesn't want to come in. There was the intro or, hey, welcome Matt Rule to Nebraska. Quick, like, six-second video clip uh, that they posted on Twitter. Not nearly as bad as Lane Kiffin's Florida Atlantic ambient commercial you played a couple weeks ago well, come and watch the excitement of mm-hmm. florida atlantic football oh. will be lighting up the scoreboard this season owls fans come on and support your team who who go owls <laughs> not nearly as bad as that but you're still kind yeah. of hey uh cornhusker fans excited to be out here uh yeah i'm Really excited to lose a job in the NFL and have to come to Lincoln, Nebraska to coach football. But he's also making a lot of money, too. There's only so much you can say in six seconds, but still. But still. Yeah, I I know what you're saying, man. All right. So um, time for our picks today. We bring in uh, his eminence, the Pope. Good morning, Petey. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. It is Friday, and I am still on the countdown, dog. 13 months to go. I'm happy. So do you have do you have like the whiteboard up for you know the the days without, without an injury? I am kind of going thing? to I am going to text you. I'm going to text you how I redecorated my office with 13 months to go in purple ravens, and the secretary has already put up a bunny that says I'm about to hop out of here. Oh, but I'm bummed. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it too, man. It's all good. Well, I appreciate the other day that you want to come on and talk. When you called in, you just want to talk about Coach yeah. Prime. You didn't want to talk about your Ravens beating no. the Broncos. You know, no, no, that's not right, man. That's not right. That's okay. not it right. would have been, been okay that's, if you no did. Class. That's no class, man. I can't believe we, we lost you guys without Lamar Jackson. We lose 10-9. to 9. I can't believe it. <laughs> Tyler Huntley of all. Well, you, you know what? It, it wasn't like the Ravens played this great game and they won the thing. I mean, it was the yeah. ugliest game of the season, man. Pretty. I mean, I, I can't brag on that, man. No, I know. It's because that's you're only going to brag if you should brag, which is that's an right. incredible dominating victory. Uh, which congratulations you won and i put it that way you, yeah. you you won and that's that's the the bottom line that's yeah. the brass tax yeah. on that there's no there's no big deal uh have you come down at all about the coach prime thing because uh people are psyched no man. man you know i am let me tell you something jim i have no problem with him telling recruits hey if you're not on board with us we are trying to go to the stratosphere if you're not on board with us then, then don't come, don't don't show up and whatever thing. Look, when I came to CMU, Jack Perrin said, "Look, I like your film, but we don't have any scholarships for you, Petey." And I said, "Coach, 
I'm going to walk on. I walked on, Jim, and in the fourth game of the season, I had two seniors uh, playing in front of me. The fourth game of the season, he invited me in his office and said, Petey, we found a scholarship for you. You made the team. I said, okay, we're good. You earned that opportunity. You were challenged by him. And Correct. you responded to that challenge, and, and that's and that's essentially what Deion Sanders was saying. That's now, exactly and, what he's doing. The, the only thing, I mean, I, I took a little exception with is, you know, you were an embarrassment to the fan base and to your parents, and, you know, that's the yeah, kind I of stuff. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that, to me, I, I just don't think is necessary. Nope, no, no, not a single not young man on that football team was out there trying to embarrass anybody. They, they just weren't as good as everybody else in the Pac-12. Well, the exception of Cal. But, um, you, know, <laughs> you know, and and even Cal finished with a better record than the Buffs did. I, I, I just, I thought, I thought that was an unnecessary thing to say. But the rest of it, I have I have zero problem with, with him saying, you want to be here? Come out and earn a spot on this football team. Because we're bringing in talent. Right. And if you think That's you it. can contribute, then stay around and let's let's see if you can earn a spot on this roster. So I I just I still like the hire immensely. I still think it's I mean already they're they're getting corporate sponsorship deals that they never would have got if they would have hired a, a Tom Herman or somebody like that. I just you know I don't know how long it lasts, but I think it's going to be an awful lot of fun with Deion Sanders at the University of Colorado. So uh, let's go with a recap. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Oh, sorry, it's going to be nice. It's only going to be a two or three year ride thing, but it's going to be nice. Okay, I, I can ask you about one other thing since we're st- we're talking about this. Okay, the, the Bamani Jones. We talked about this the other day. He's been. Making now, I didn't hear all the Bamani stuff, but go ahead. Go okay, ahead, go ahead. So I'll, just, I'll just give you kind of the 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 cliff notes on this. Bamani Jones. So I you know I don't agree with that, but I don't agree with any with you know, any of the the you know the, the pundits out there about you know everything that they think. I respect. I have I have immense respect for what he does, podcaster right. and ESPN broadcaster and HBO Max and all that stuff. But he made the comment, he was making the rounds, talking about how Dion said it, God told him he had he needed to go and, and save historic black colleges and universities. And that by leaving, that he's letting, he's, he's letting those institutions down. He's letting HBCUs down. And that, that, that he's calling him out for taking the money and running to Colorado. I, I first here's, off, here's, go you're, you're, what's your yeah? What's your take on that? Here's, here's my take. Here's my take on that. First of all, Jim, I play football and I believe in God. I think God has better things to do than to be involved in sports and HBCUs and college football. I think He has much more pressing things to do than that. Deion Sanders took a head coaching job when he was known as a reality show guy. And, you know, all this stuff on NFL primetime. He was a sportscaster. Yeah. He became a good football coach, and he, 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 he helped in the HBCUs. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think he let HBCUs down by taking the CU job. I think he actually he bought a shine the light on HBCUs Absolutely. because he put it on Jackson State. If you, if you go undefeated at any any Division One program in this country, HBCU or not, you've done something very, very great. So, Bamani, take a seat back, dude. Sit down, watch Dion do his thing, and be happy for CU because they're going to come from the bottom and move up to the top. 
And by the yeah. way, he's still got one more game left to coach at Jackson State, which, which, the Celebration Bowl. Yeah, which I have immense right. respect for him, for, for Coach Prime, go, saying, look, Colorado, I know I got work to do here. You hired me, but I have a commitment to those young men. And I have a commitment still to that institution. That's class. That's co- class. Because he could have yeah. just, most coaches leave, don't they? They do. They, they, don't, they don't coach in the bowl game. And That's I just right. thought that was extremely classy on his part to say, I'm not done here yet. And yep. I'm giving you my full attention after the Celebration Bowl. And you know, I thought it was cool that he was at the the Buffs Rams basketball game last night. I thought that was great. I, I just feel like he left it better. He left Jackson State better than when he got there. Yep. He left HBCUs sure better because because of the attention that they received, the disparity between mm-hmm. what those schools have in terms of, of dollars for the programs, dollars for coaches. Just uh, you know, college game day went went to you know was, was there in Jackson. For a game, mm-hmm. I I just think, man, when you leave it better than when you got there, he's 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 not Eddie Robinson, and Eddie Robinson right. certainly I think would have been a Division One coach <coughs> had had the times been different and the opportunities right. would have been he there would've. for him. And God, God bless Eddie Robinson, one of the one of the all time you know winningest coaches and greatest football coaches, regardless of level. But Deion Sanders is not Eddie Robinson, and right. and and to expect that from him. I just thought from Bamani Jones, I just thought, wow, it's that was a little a little over the top. How about how about he did he left it better than when he got there uh, across yeah, the board? Guys are always trying to look to get a headline, Jim. You know how that is in oh. the industry, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's very yeah. true. That's a that's a fair fair criticism. All right, so how did we do last week? All right, so last week Jim Rio and Petey went three, two, and one. Jackson yeah. and I. Went one four and one. Um, we all oh, one tied. four and one. Ouch, dog! I'm yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, Not a good week. Not a good week for you guys. We all got USC wrong. Uh, K State. Oh yeah. Jim and Petey, the only ones to correctly pick the uh, good job, man. Good job, Petey. Wildcats. Um, Commanders, Giants. We all picked the Giants. Wouldn't have made a difference because they tied at twenty, and the NFL I think needs to get rid of ties. But that's neither here nor there. Um, we split the 49ers, Dolphins, Jim, Rio, and Petey got the Dolphins right, and we all got the Chiefs wrong, except for Rio, who correctly picked the Bengals. So, our current standings in first place, the Buckeye boy. One game back in second place is Jim. Uh, Petey, you are three games back in third place. I am in fourth, and the Caboose is still our NBC Grand Randos. They still have not been better than what? What didn't let's see? Greg didn't. Well, what didn't Greg have? Greg went five and one. He, he went is five the, and one. He is the exception, not the rule. Okay. Because the best record before that was three and three. Three and three. Okay. So Ron Peterson from Monkey Petey, he's too busy. Yeah. He's too busy. He's such a busy guy. <laughs> he's too busy to come in he today. Man alone, Jill. I've asked, no, I'm not, Petey. I'm not. Four weeks in a row, I've asked him to come in. I've asked him to come in and do this program. (laughs) And you know what I'm afraid? Right now, it's come down to now, it's Coach Envy. Because he's a Nebraska guy. They got Matt Rule. We got Coach Brown. Oh, he's a Husker guy? Oh, Oh, then I don't feel bad for him at all. You should not. Oh, no. Total Nebraska honk. Total Nebraska honk. It's disgusting. Don't get him. Okay. It just kills me that Iowa lost to them. just kills me. Because I have to pay dinner to somebody for that so anyway oh, so anyway bad. so so ron peterson from monkey from mornings he's our uh, nbc grand rando so but though for those of us that tied last week hold on 
What is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. Right. That is good. So here we go. It's time for our fearless football picks. Welcome right. to another edition right. of Thunderdome. All right. So we only got one college game this week, and it is the classic. Army-Navy. Army versus Navy. I will always pick Army in this one because Gata, my old man, Operation Desert Storm. I got to go Army. Rio's taking Army. Ron, in a surprise move, taking Navy in this one. Army is the one and a half point favorite. Petey, what say you? I'm always going to pick Navy because they are in Annapolis, Maryland. So right. I'm, that's the capital of the state of Maryland. So I'm going to go with the midship. In honor of my late father, 82nd Airborne, World War II. Go Army. Go Army. All right, so we got five NFL games to pick. We got some good ones, too. Yeah, or maybe some not-so-good ones. We'll see. Jets at Bills. <laughs> Buffalo, a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite. All uh, all of us, not named Jim or Petey, are taking the Bills. Petey, what say you? Oh, I got to take the Bills in this one, man. They're still they're still playing at a high level. Not the highest level, but at a high level. Bills. Jets will make it interesting because they that's what they do this season. Right. But it's going to be the Bills. All right. Next, in an NFC East clash, I think this one could be a little bit better game than the uh, spread indicates. It's Eagles at the Giants. Philadelphia, a six and a half point uh, home, uh, road favorite, rather. Now, I say that the Giants are going to make it interesting, but I'm still taking the Eagles, as are Rio and Ron. Petey, what say you? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Eagles, too, man. They're still hot, and the only ones that can probably stop them in the NFC are going to be the Cowboys, but I don't see anybody else going to stop the Eagles in the NFC. Big win for the Giants here in terms of the playoffs. That, yeah. that battle in the, the NFC East. Um, It's going to be the Eagles, though. I, I just, Eagles are clicking right now. Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. I think Giants, mm-hmm. I think Giants keep it close, play tough, kind of like the Jets against the Bills, but uh, fly, Eagles, fly on Sunday. There you go. Next, Dolphins at the Chargers. Miami is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Herbert v. Tua. This could be an offensive uh, explosion, or it could not be. We'll see. Uh, all of us, myself, Rio, and Ron, taking the Dolphins. Petey? You know the Chargers are my second favorite team in the NFL, right? Oh, yeah. But I'm in it to win it, man. I'm trying to get out of that, that third-place spot, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins and Tua and the guys. Mm. Two is banged up right now. Chargers need this That's game. All right. Chargers can, need this game. He can still game. throw it, though. Yeah, he can. But Chargers need this game badly. And they're at home. They're at SoFi. Not that I'm, not that, that really matters. Because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lone wolf it here. I'm gonna go. Ooh. Los Angeles mm-hmm. Chargers. I'm gonna pick up, up a game. I'm gonna pick up a game. Pulling out the upset against the Dolphins on Sunday. All right. Next. <laughs> What could have been an NFC championship clash maybe a year or two ago. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, San Francisco 49ers in San Fran. 
The Niners are a field goal favorite. Rio's taking Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers. I am taking the 49ers. Ron is also taking San Francisco. Petey, what say you? There is no way Tampa Bay is going to go into the other bay in San Francisco and beat the Niners with that defense and the inconsistent offense in Tampa Bay. I love Tom Brady since he's left New England. He's not under Belichick. He's a good dude. But I am going to go with the Niners so, so in this one. So you have faith in Brock Purdy then? Yes, I have faith in their defense. Ah. But I think Brady will be able to to do just enough. But I have faith in their defense and their running game. Fair enough. Man, I just with Brady, I just, man, I hate picking against him. I really do. Right. All right, you I'm going to pick up another no, game. No, no, right, no, no, hold on. Hold, hold your horses. <laughs> Set, simmer down. Settle down, my friend. Settle down. I mean, what, what the Bucks did Monday to the Saints, you know what Brady did was incredible. But, you know, they didn't play very well offensively the majority of that game. No. And I think Brock will be mm-hmm. pretty good. Ah, Get it? Get ah, it there? Ah. At the quarterback spot, their defense is really good. Give me some San Francisco 49ers in this one. Oh, man, you was You just screamed out. You, you just were scared. You were scared. <laughs> you're, look, you're not going to. Look, sir. Sir, you're not going to bully. You're not going to. Sir. Bu- you're not going to bully me into some other pick. Sir. I don't think that's going to happen. All right. Oh, man, wow. That's good, buddy. Last and, uh, <laughs> last and least, uh, the game that was. Very accurate. Whopped out of the Sunday night football slot. <laughs> Kansas City sorry, Chiefs. Y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos, in power field at mile high. Pre-game at uh, noon, Sunday on the team? I think that, yes, that'd be correct. Noon? Sure. 205 kickoff. <laughs> 205 kick. Uh, Chiefs, eight and a half point favorites, and I think that's being a little soft. Uh, we're all taking the Chiefs. Uh-huh. Come down from nine, so it's come down at a half point. So Rio's taking the Chiefs. Ron's taking the Chiefs. I begrudgingly am taking the Chiefs. Petey, what say you? Taking the Chiefs. Taking the Chiefs. Go yeah. home. We'll see it. Denver hangs around for a while, but it's Kansas City. It's, it's they ain't even going to hang around for a while. Yeah, they will. They, no, will. No, they, no. they will. They will. For, they'll be first half. They'll hang around because their defense is that okay. good. But ultimately, okay, Chiefs, right, Chiefs, will, that. Chiefs will put the pedal to the metal, and they'll pull away in the fourth quarter, and we'll be done. And okay. we, we won't, and I won't have to stay up late to watch them. Thank you, NFL, for flexing them out, so I don't, <laughs> so I didn't have to stay up late on Sunday night to talk can, about it on Monday. We can have our sleep schedule I can, back. I can enjoy my Sunday evening and get my, <laughs> and get my beauty sleep. All right, our picks are locked oh, that's in. Good. All right, there we go. We are, we are locked that's in. It. All right, Petey, enjoy the weekend, my friend. Hey, guys, enjoy every Friday coming on here. It is so fun to be with you guys. You guys are absolutely awesome. Keep up the good work and have a good football weekend. Well, thank you. You make it uh, You make it fun every Friday, so we appreciate you coming on. All here. right. Later, guys. All right, take Later, care. Petey. There he is. The Pope disappears in a puff of smoke. All right, those are our picks. I feel good about the Chargers pick. I do. I, I just you feeling good about it. They're a desperate football team. Miami's getting banged up right now. Tua's banged up. I, I just, I'm not. I'm not thinking that. I don't feel like that. That's such a, such a reach. I think it might have been you guys having a conversation here, uh, on this program either yesterday or at some point this week talking about how if Brandon Staley does not survive this season for the Chargers, would it be possible 
for L.A. to make a trade for Sean Payton. To, Wouldn't shock me. You're not, you're not going to waste that guy quarterback forever if you're the Spanos family. No. You you can't. You, you, that's, you, a, that's a team that should be better than what it is. Exactly. And whether it's you know Brandon Staley's fault or not, that if he doesn't get this thing head in the direction of being a playoff team, yeah, they're 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 going to make a move. All right, it's nine forty three, and it's uh, time for this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, we will go back to nineteen thirty four in a game that is called the Sneakers Game. I remember this. Because the Chicago Bears were leading the New York Giants 10-3 to at halftime in the 1934 NFL Championship game. It wasn't looking very good for the Giants. Bears were undefeated, already beating the Giants twice in the regular season, and the playing surface the polo grounds was frozen over. But then Giants coach Steve Owen says, Hey, guys, take off the cleats. We're going to go out there in basketball shoes. And it worked. The Giants scored 27 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Bears couldn't make the comeback. Giants win 30-13 to to win the first of their three titles in the pre-Super Bowl era in the sneakers game. 1970, John Warren and the Cleveland Cavaliers made a big boo-boo. He shot at the other team's basket. Cavs won the tip to start the fourth. And Bobby Lewis passed to Warren, who then went to the opposite basket and laid it in. Because the NBA does not assess negative points, the basket technically went to Leroy Ellis of Portland, who actually tried to block the shot. Ellis is a beneficiary since he was the closest man to the bucket. And Warren told the Cleveland Plain Dealer, I thought I had the basket. When I heard the whistle, I thought I'd been called for traveling or something. Nope. And shooting at the basket was kind of a, well, indication of how inept they were the 70-71 70-71 Cavaliers. They went 15-67, and 67, by the way. Seven games worse than the next worst team. Kind of like how uh, Dan Orlovsky running out of the back of the end zone was the the, the picturesque yeah. moment of how bad that 0-16 Lions of, team Of was. Lions football was. Bill Fitch was their coach. He said, I'm not an optimist even when I've got more bullets than the other guy. Ooh. Ouch. And then on this day, 1977... One of, the, one of the most horrific moments in NBA history when uh, Kermit Washington of the Portland Trailblazers punched in the face of Rockets forward Rudy Tomjanovich. Um, the Lakers and Rockets had gotten into a fight. Washington fighting with Rockets center Kevin Current. When Washington saw Tomjanovich out of the corner of his eye, he instinctively turned and punched him in the face. Washington said, I saw him coming and I just swung. I had no idea who it was. Now that I've talked to other people, I understand Rudy wasn't going to fight. He'd never been in a fight. It was an honest, unfortunate mistake because Tom Janovich was was trying to break it up. And it essentially ruined the life of Kermit Washington, who left the league not, not too many years after that. And for Rudy Tom Janovich, the physical damage. I mean, it broke his nose, fractured his skull. Ugh damaged his teeth, leaked blood, and he said that he could taste the spinal fluid in his mouth. Oh, God. Of course, Tom Janovich would go on to be having an incredible coaching career, but it moment that nearly killed Rudy Tom Janovich back in 1977. And, and for Kermit Washington, he, he was vilified for it. I, 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 I can't I can understand why, 
he he didn't need to react the way he did, and he was forever apologetic about it. Tom Janovich and him certainly they they there was no animosity there, but it it, it definitely had an impact on Rudy Tom Janovich physically, and for Kermit Washington had a right. a horrible horrible impact on his life. And one final one today. So on this day in the year two thousand. The Colorado Rockies signed Mike Hampton to an eight-year, $121 million contract. Ah. So that's this day in sports history. All right, uh, 947. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap it up with some garbage time, get some of your text as well, 970-242-1340 on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. All right, I... I got to find this quote from Bill Schmidt before okay. we get to garbage time. Um, I, I just, it was a comment. He was, he was, they had the winter meetings this hmm. week. And of course, we're in the hot stove league and the Rockies have, well, essentially done nothing. So, shocker. Shocker. And it was a quote about, well, yeah, we're, we're not rolling, we're not doing a ton in the hot stove league. But, you know, we sometimes things, and, and I'm paraphrasing here quite a bit. Right. Because I'm trying to find the quote. But it was kind of along the lines of, of you know what you what's there's there there are great things hidden under the surface for us, assuming I guess minor league level that they they feel like there's there there's talent there right. that that people aren't talking about. And I and I hear and I read that comment and I kind of went, oh oh okay, so that's the excuse why you're not going to be active in in free agency. That you're you're that confident in in what you have there, that at the minor league level, that that's going to be good enough. Once again, here here we go again with the with the ridiculous, you know what we got's perfectly fine. We don't need to go out and spend money on somebody else if we just stay healthy. Exactly. Yeah, it's not good. And and I just think that it's once again it's 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 why the Rockies are where they are. Never so bad that they're, you know, losing 100 games and also never good enough to win 100 games. Yeah, and so it's it's one of those situations where I just I get tired. As a Rockies fan, I get tired of the excuse making or, or trying to delude everybody into thinking, well, what we've got here is good enough, right? It's good enough. Right. When it's not good enough, it's just not Anyway, it's, you know, well, everybody else is making big deals and making their teams better. The Rockies are, well, being the Rockies. All right, let's uh, quickly hop into the dumpster. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. So in the conversation about Deion Sanders coming to see you and how Bomani Jones and company are thinking, oh, he abandoned HBCUs in Jackson State. Well, there was a rumor, and Dion c- 
kind of seemed to have started it himself when he was on a podcast uh, back in September. The quote is, how can we have 60,000 people in the stadium and you told me we sold out and I checked the receipts and we only sold 28,000 tickets? Y'all better find out who's stealing because that affects my pocket. There's a clause, or there was, in his JSU contract that if they sold 30,000 or more tickets, he would get a percentage of ticket sales revenue. And if that's to be believed that Jackson State sort of cooked the books a little bit, which they've denied in their, in the interest of fairness, they've right. denied it. to be fair. You know, that kind of goes a little, a little bit more into explaining why he left Jackson State. I can't say that I blame him in that regard. Yeah. That's money that he was owed. Yeah. You know, I, I, I totally get that. All right. That's our show for today.